Welcome back to the Unanimous Decision Podcast. I am your host, D-Palm. Follow me on Twitter at D-Palm66. Follow the show on Twitter at UDPod. Follow the entire MTR network at, you guess it, the MTR network. You found us. Don't you dare lose us. Subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe on Spotify. Subscribe everywhere. Get your podcasts for free 99 before I kick off Felder Fridays with our guests. Um, I do want to remind everyone, if you want to make sure that your money goes towards the Trevor Project on your pre-order for Hell is World Without You, make sure you buy it before Friday the 16th. I think the ending of the fundraiser is going to happen approximately when we're on stage for the live show at 6 p.m. Uh, make sure you've got your pre-order before then. That way all your proceeds will go to the Trevor Project. Already given over $40,000. Very impressive by what they're doing over at Shutdown Fullcast. But you're here because you found us and because you wanted to hear our guest today, Michael Felder, talk about the Super Bowl. Felder, what's going on, man? Nothing, man. I'm 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 excited to talk to you about the Super Bowl. I got listen. I got you know I got my list already. I'm already already already. I got timestamps. I got all my stuff ready to rock and roll. I got to go to a wedding tomorrow or get to a wedding place to go to a wedding on. Oh, no, I guess today technically I don't want to like I don't want to okay. disrupt it's the illusion. But, the magic of yeah. podcasts. <laughs> but yeah, I um, dude, I. I thought I had a great time watching the Super Bowl. I enjoyed the Super Bowl. I thought it was a very good Super Bowl. I got a text from one of my former coworkers, and he was like, this game sucks. And I was like, what are you talking about? Are you serious? How do do you – you're an offensive guy, but you're an offensive lineman, so that's that's a different type of person. Yeah. What did you think about the game? I love the Super Bowl. I thought it was a really well-played Super Bowl. I thought it was high-level football. I thought that – Yeah. It turned into a Big Ten West football game for a while there, which was entertaining for a different reason, just because it was funny. That the it should have stayed like funders... that, though. Yo, Chris Conley's like out that. here making a name for himself. Damn good dog on that punt coverage, son. Yo, I wrote, I wrote this week, and I've said it twice. He was my favorite player in this entire fucking game. My man stood on business. He did – there are three th- – four things that he did that I absolutely love. Those two tackles on punt coverage, give them Beautiful. to him. Let's Beautiful go. Tackles. The effort that he gave on the damn um, on the on the muff, it's not even a muff. It was a, a, a touch punt. It wasn't right. a muff. It's a touch punt. Now you can get what's his name all the way the fuck out of the world for real. When that happens, you don't try to grab it. And Ray Ray McLeod, you don't try to grab it. You know what you do? You slide and cover. You slide and am I wrong? What, how do they teach no, you to right. fumbles? I, you're, no, I would never, but you're right. In that, you but also, it's like it's it's super easy for us in our very comfortable chairs to say that, and not on the biggest stage ever in the Super Bowl. Yeah, the biggest stage ever. You know what you want to do? Make sure your team the keeps having the football. <laughs> I can slide before and get, cover. Before we get into the game too far, I want to talk about our favorite bets of the year. The only yes. bets I make. I used to watch these. Uh, so every year I watch the Super Bowl in the same place. My friend's bar, he would close down the bar. We do friends and family, kind of bring a potluck thing. And I had one nice. of my friends who I'd always stand with, and we casually bet about the game. We'd always bet over sure. under on the anthem, and we'd always bet the heads or tails. This yeah. year, years of not doing it, I got a text from a number from Nashville. Hey, buddy, who you got on the you got over under on this on this anthem? Oh, I won yeah. the anthem. He won heads and tails, and we called him even. It's like to be to be young again, casually losing money with your yeah. friends, just casually yeah. losing money. Dude, I still I still have I've got twenty dollars in my Venmo 
I have more money in my Venmo, but there's a tw- there's specifically twenty dollars in my Venmo that I just pass back and forth with, with my boy Mark. We just pass it. It just you okay? You want okay? It goes back to okay. It goes back to you. Okay, it goes back to you. Just it's great, it's, but it's it's just it's, it's a like great relationship to maintain. Like if it will all even out, we'll all cover each other's tabs. It does not matter. Yes. Let's talk about the game. Let's talk about how it started. The first half, I made a big tin joke, but it was sloppy early. McCaffrey putting the ball on the deck. Uh, yeah. They couldn't get protection up front for the Chiefs. And I thought the first half was a lot of probing and feelings, particularly on the Chiefs' side of the offense. I felt like the Niners, particularly that double pass horseshit early, like I just felt like Kyle was – he was calling a good game. I thought that the first half was a really well-played, controlled game by Kyle. What were your take on it as a former DB, as someone who I think has a higher opinion of Brock Purdy, who I thought played a very good football game. We'll talk about them later. But the first half, what did you leave impression-wise? Well, so here's the thing, and I'm I don't I don't have it separated out into first and second half, but yeah. you know they let they had they had 200 total yards and got nine points. You can't win football games like that. You can't do it. But I think this is something that you and I talked about last week: is that the talent and depth of that defense on Kansas City, where to the fact where uh, 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 Debo is a non-factor. The fact that Brandon Ayuk is a non-factor. Those are two very good matchup nightmares. They're not very good matchup nightmares if your corners can sit in man. If your corners can hey, sit Mc- in man, you, you've you got a serious problem. McDuffie was so good. Um, so good. McDuffie was so good. Um, Justin Reed everywhere. Why? How? Everywhere. Where, how does he show up there? Nick Bolton, I thought, was just – he made – the one mistake that he made was on that trick play that you mentioned. Yeah, and I listen. I like that trick play, man. I'm not gonna lie, because here's well the thing: designed. I'm not mad they, at it. I just don't like. They, you can't win with. I mean, for me, that's like, oh, I can't win with my offense. I gotta loosen you up. Right. Totally agree. Well, guess what? If your offense doesn't fucking run Christian McCaffrey, of course you can't win, idiots. <laughs> so when I look at it, I'm seeing, I'm seeing. Here's the thing: when that play started. I'm seeing some version of Philly special, some version of that Tom Brady play. But the beauty of that play to me is Brock Purdy. Where Brock Purdy sells screen because he just hangs out. This dude is just hanging out. And yeah, does he get a little, like a mini chip on that defensive tackle? Sure. But he just hangs out. So that's sell screen. That's sell screen. Sell screen to me. And then Jawan Jennings is like, nah, 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 nah. It's the motherfucking J-U-A-U-N. So he hits him. But when he hits, <laughs> when he hits McCaffrey, here's the thing. He hits McCaffrey seven yards deep. Leave no doubt. Seven yards deep, which means everyone's blocking up front. And this is the other play I meant for with Conley. Conley is out in front like dogging a dude. He was dogging that guy. He dogged that right. corner hard. Debo didn't do shit. Debo was like, I hate man, it hit on me. And then Jawan Jennings throws it all the way over. McCaffrey's behind the line. No problem. No doubt. Guys are out in front. It looked like a wall return. Once they they only had two guys that can make a play, Bolton and Carlaptis. Carlaptis got washed out completely. Who, by the way, I do think Carlaptis had a great game. Uh, Bolton overran it, thinking that it was going to be a sideline play. No, this is an alley play. And they ran that alley. They went up and down that chute. Yeah. And, boy, they got their ass. That was – that like, McCaffrey didn't even have to make a move. Just – did you – because when I watched it, 
it looked like a wall return because you see the way those offensive linemen's heads all turn and they're just looking for people to pick off. It was beautiful yeah. football. I like I love that. Like that's the part. Those little wrinkles are things that I love because if Brock Purdy moves to his right, they're gonna go with him. But he stays we pull, there. We pull with him, right? They they stay there. And so they're like, okay. And then by the way, did you see the Kittle move where Kittle was on the offside? And then he took them on like a sale and he took the corner mm -hmm. and he took the safety. So all you and got is two guys, yeah. you got two guys, two guys versus five guys. Let's go. Let's rock and roll, baby. So I, I thought that was a good play. I thought they earned that one. Uh, I know like, I listen, I don't like trick plays either. I think they suck shit. Um, but at the end of the day, that's a good trick play and it worked. And I love that it's a wrinkle on a thing. Think about it. In the last, what, five years, six years, we've seen the Philly special. We've seen that Brady play. We've seen this stuff. So people are expecting something like that, and instead they were, they, they they zigged when everybody else would have zagged. Well, I think it was good self-scouting. It was like looking around the league, seeing what the trends yeah. are, knowing what yep. the defense is going to be expecting and saying, give yep. me one more wrinkle. The problem for me was that you don't want to get in a wrinkle off of the end of your eat. Like, like, yeah, get right. cute, but like, mm-mm. Like yes. someone said, Good what call. if they've done to college over time? That means Andy Reid would have found different ways to torture that defense and you'd have run out of plays. Like Andy yeah, Reid would thought, oh, I only get to use the red zone plays? Only the band weapons? Excellent. Like, yeah, just, he's like, oh, oh, know. you want me to just you want me to call all my two-point plays? Yeah, I've got I've got literally 700 of them, and, and half of them could be considered war crimes. Like half of them cannot actually be stopped by man. Um yeah, it's sick. Coming out of the half and the Drake Greenlaw injury, I thought that changed a lot because you're talking about Dude. a team defensively that held Travis Kelsey to one catch and one yard in the first half. All those numbers you see about Travis Kelsey, every one of them happened after the first half. And yep. the way he showed up in the end of that fourth quarter on the crossers, on everything else, it's only highlighted by the fact that they had so much goddamn time. Felder, he, Kyle threw that ball six straight times to come out of the half. Yeah. And it's I know... Like we, you and I talked about this. I, this was my big concern was that he was going to be in a tight game and it's going to become the 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 weight, the gravity of the Chiefs does something to play callers. Yeah. I mean, I, the reality is the gravity of not having Dre Greenlaw is a big deal. A huge deal. Like, huge deal. Like, and man, I don't, I honestly, I don't know if I've ever felt worse for a player. Yeah. I, I truly like, I, I like, I, and this is no disrespect to the kid from Louisville that got hurt in the NCAA tournament. It's no disrespect to Kenyon Martin who got hurt going right before the NCAA tournament. Like, no, it's just you're on the biggest stage having the game of your life. You're already cooking. Like, it's not like, oh, we might. No, you're already playing well. You're freaking hibachi right now. Like, let's go. And then not on a play where somebody destroys you. Not on a play where somebody shakes you. Not playing at all. Just getting ready right. to get on the field to keep cooking. After a fair catch, like it's not like it's not. Yo, like it is it transitioning sucks. from sideline to the field, and you just don't make the. When he went down, I was like, damn, because he'd been like on the list all the last, yeah. I guess, ten weeks with Achilles tenderness and things of that nature. And we'd hoped, honestly, I thought that we'd seen the end of it. I was like, oh, he two weeks off. Good time to recovery. I thought we, man, we turned a yeah. corner, but that was one that I think didn't go under the radar. But that yeah. was the biggest turning point in the game. That changed everything. Yeah, I think there were two. I think there's that. I also think on the flip side, the way that 
the 49ers just decided we don't run the ball anymore was criminal. Like, what? I also, let me ask you this. Because I know Kittle got kind of banged up. I know Debo kind of got banged up. I feel like they should have fed Kittle more, man. I feel like Kittle should have got the ball more. That so I think that goes back to the defense. It's like it's one of those things where yeah, you can run the crossers and mesh stuff against zone, but if you've got good man coverage and you don't That's have a true point. number one, like Brandon, you he's a great player. He's not a true number one, and right. if he's not getting open against these mesh concepts, then guess what? Everything else is tightened down for everyone else. The only player yeah. who I think could win one on one matchups on the outside for the Niners was Christian McCaffrey, and he did it when yeah. he could. Yeah. But they rely on so much on movement and, and, and motion and leverage to get him open off the snap because you don't want him tucked behind and having to fight his way out. So if he's your one big man threat, I love I love George Killer. He's not a man beater. Yeah, that's a good point. Like I just man, I we talked about this, this last, is, a week this ago. The thing we talked about, about a week the thing ago about the Shanahan crossers is if you can against zone, you're done. Sorry, kids. Yeah, you're gonna get lost. Someone's gonna make a mistake. But yeah. If you can build a team where I can man up your number one and your number two and let the rest of it beat me, this is a, that's it's a it's a personnel call that most teams can't make. Well, it's also a protection thing, and I know that the, mm-hmm. the Chiefs didn't, they only had what one sack, but the reality of it is, is oh. the pressure and the the seeing ghost, if you will. What that's I say about Chris Jones? So he's a monster. Dog. He's a monster. If he played for Dion, he'd have a D on his jersey for dog. <laughs> but like the reality of it is, is like um, this this dude plays like he is. I love the way that he plays because this is a guy he can play five is maybe pushing it, but at least a four eye all the way to a zero, mm-hmm. depending on down and distance and what you want to do. Like, do you want to bring Drew Tranquil off the edge, kick him down to a four eye, and now all of a sudden you got real problems? Or do you want to have you do or do you want to have uh, what is it? Car, you want to have Carlaftis, mm-hmm. Chris. You want to have Carlaftis, Chris Jones, and then Drew Tranquil all, all one side overload. Let's go and crazy, man! Also Let's get able naked. to move those around and create those matchup problems that really, really, really punished that D line. And I think for the first time, I said this on Tuesday, we saw the drawback of having the smaller quarterback. We saw. Oh, well, what sure. if yeah. I just collapse the pocket in front of you? Like, there's no angle about around that. that. There's not, nah, dog. Jones is going to eat you. I didn't even think about it. I never thought about it that way, but that's a really good way to put it because the reality for me was what I was looking at was I thought he had time and I thought he could find space, but he, you know what it is? And I know that Ryan Mallett is one of the biggest quarterbacks that we've ever seen. But when things started to get greedy around his feet, he couldn't do anything. And I thought, I think right. Brock Purdy was kind of in that same world. I think, honestly, his foot, I, I thought he stayed pretty clean. It was literally just because they were so disciplined on the outside rush lanes. That because they were nowhere. able to compress that front. When they compressed that front, there was nowhere to go. Right. I think, um, who was it? Miles Garrett was on Mina Kimes' podcast and mentioned this mm-hmm. in the lead Super Bowl. says, if you want to stop Brock Purdy, it's not going to be your edge. It's going to be the interior pressure. But and Chris Jones push. and Carlotta took that took that to heart and really collapsed that pocket, particularly that last play that resulted in the field goal in overtime. Yeah, I'm going to ask yeah. you this. I hate putting Wide you in this position. 
wide ass open Brandon Ayuk, man. Damn. Oh yeah, but I hate putting you in this position. I have to ask this. Uh oh. Dog. And and and. Oh no. I, this is a what's about to happen to me? That, like this is a football player thing that I know you're gonna feel the same way I do. People are like, oh well, they got. If your players are unprepared for a situation, that is on your coach. That's a coaching problem, 100%. And for multiple players, not they one or said, two, multiple players to say, mm-hmm. to learn the rules at this, someone said, and they learned the rules the same time Ice Spice did, and that's irresponsible. God that's an irresponsible that's thing savage. to have happened. God damn, that, that is, is fucking that's that is an irresponsible thing to have happened in an NFL football game. This is what I, I said. Like what did I tell you? I don't know. I'm just using a person. But like, no, what no. I tell you going into the game, my concern was that there was more institutional knowledge on one side of the ball and that mm-hmm. something was going to put you in the position to make a bad decision. And you can't wait for the Chiefs to make a bad decision. And if you want to give Patrick Mahomes the data that he just needs seven to beat you, that's on you, brother. Dude, that. And the fact that he came out and said today, or said recently, oh, we wanted the third possession. Motherfucker, there is no third possession. You know what the right answer is? Why you picked the ball first? Because our defense had just been on the field for two minutes and was exhausted. That's the answer. That's the answer. You can say that and defend it. We can get it. Say, they got 66 the yards. Possession. 66 yards in overtime. 66 <laughs> yards in overtime and just got a field goal. They were at the nine-yard line. 66 yards. They picked up 66 yards in overtime. They're at the nine. There's what the field goal doesn't do shit. I don't know why you kick it. What are you wasting time for, baby? Patrick Patrick deals in sevens. What the fuck are you talking about? Here's the thing. And for folks listening, I, I, I don't mean to sound like super like emotional or aggressive. The point that I'm trying to make is. And this is something I was I used to be in a uh, uh, an email group with um, a bunch of guys that went to UNC. Uh, none of them played football for the record. Um, but I kept trying to tell them that a touchdown is one play. And they're like, well, why don't you just kick it? And I'm like, a touchdown is one play. So think about this. If a touchdown to get seven is one play, and then you take nine plays to score three. So let's just keep in mind, maybe next time you take nine more plays to score three more, you're still losing. Or if you if you if you take 10 plays, right? Five to score three, five to score three more. That's six. And then Mahomes gets the ball and it's just like bang. Now he's already <laughs> winning by one. Field goals are trash. I know they're smart in instances. Field goals are only smart. When you can grow your lead to two scores, mm-hmm. otherwise, there's a reason for there's a reason it's called settling for a field goal. Field goals cannot yeah. be the goal in an overtime of a Super Bowl. They cannot be the oh, okay. We'll hold them now, <clears throat> and then we'll get it back again. What the fuck are you talking about, Kyle? What are you talking about, Kyle? What do you think the phone call was like Monday morning when he talked to his dad? I, that's a really good question because I think it's different for him because for a lot of us, a lot of these team, a lot of these players and coaches identify themselves with Super Bowls as well. They should. They define themselves by their job, their successes. Mm-hmm. But for him, he's like, I cannot fulfill my birthright. <laughs> it's bigger than this is what I've been working for. It's like, oh, my dad kept doing. It. I grew up around it, and I can't seem to get us over this hump. 
That's what I'm saying. What do you think that? That's why I'm asking. What do you think that phone call's like? Like knowing, I don't. He, I, I he don't gave know, you all the tools. They, he gave you all the tools. He gave you everything you needed. He gave it to you, right? Felder, he takes every edge. He has black assistant coaches so that he can get compensatory kicks, picks when those dudes get hired elsewhere. It's brilliant. Like he's using every modicum of knowledge to build this sure. thing, and it's just not fucking good enough. It's in-game failures. It's not the front office. Yo, my son is going to watch football and be like, yo, that John Lynch dude can really put together a football team. And I will look him in the eye and say, John Lynch, you should knock motherfuckers' souls loose. That's like, why he played football. <laughs> Dude, I, I just watched the John Lynch highlight video, and I was like, yo, this guy was out here really <laughs> killing people. Like, these guys are dead. What, what if like, your spine was dislocated by a safety wearing 47? Like, <laughs> this dude is wearing 47 and just destroying your body. Like, his whole his whole just face living. is inside. Dude, by the way, I watched an Earl Thomas highlight video, and Gronk, oh. I was listening, and Gronk talked about it. Gronk goes, he... He disrupted my disc in my back when he hit me in the chest. Like, how does that even happen, dog? He punctured a lung. Punk, he, he punctured my lung and dislocated a disc in my back. Like, from the front. What? Dog. It sounded like day-day and it sounded like day-day and Friday after next. And that's like, what I tell people. That, I'm trying like, to see what that'd be the... like. John Lynch did it with less rules. John Lynch did. John Lynch lived on the short side of cover two and existed to stop your running game. Pass bro, back, he, yeah, you can throw here if you want to. They ain't coming back. Bro, he had the worst helmet, the worst face. He had the worst face mask. His face mask was trash. He, he trash like ass, a middle linebacker from 47 to play strong safety. It's beautiful. Trash, trash ass face mask, and he still was out there killing them. Felder, every time they show this like erudite motherfucker in the suit, they're like, he's executive leader. Like, that motherfucker's a caveman. I've seen this his guy. Is a, that yeah, motherfucker this dude is, is a, a, he a caveman is a killer. In the suit. That's still a caveman. Have you ever heard of Jeffrey Dahmer? Because that's him in a suit. Because he's here to kill you. In a suit. In a, in a suit. suit. He's so, in a suit and not, not, he don't even get them fit right. He don't care. He get he got them suits at Men's Warehouse and he's just like I, they told me I have I'm to like, dress like this. I'm like mix in one tailor, mix in one tailor, John. Off John's the like, rack shits. He's I like off the rack, shit. off the rack. My shoulders are huge. Nothing fits. I gotta buy. He's buying fifty suits when he's a forty-seven and his like the buttons are like all the way overlapping and he's just like I don't care. It doesn't matter. I, Honestly, that's how you, you know the you, dress code at that building is different. Because if no you talk way back to me, if you talk back to me in this press conference, I'll come down there. Do you want me to? It's like your dad, right? It's like, do you want me to come? Hey, you want me to come downstairs? John Lynch is the GM who brings the air of physical violence. I love yeah, it. He's like, like you want me to come downstairs? You. you better agree with my decisions. I might you hit me, you. You want me? Hey. I, look, it, he's not even. Do you, do you want me to turn this car around? He's like, "Hey, man, you do know that like I have smoked a million people in life. I'm in the I've Hall of Fame them. for hitting motherfuckers. Full stop. That's what I not do. For nothing else, just for hitting people. That's the reason I'm a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Ask another question. Like, what do we got? Um. Okay. Super Bowl's behind us. Game's done. We saw the Kelsey brothers enjoying themselves in Vegas very happily. Everyone's like, these guys are out of control. They're just going, yo, man, 
That's how you. That's how you party as a football player. Like that was. I like, yeah, celebrating. I got very tame versions of these Kelseys. I'm very proud. You got grown up versions because it could have been. Everyone's like, look at it. Oh, no, this could have been so much worse. Dude, I'm. Well, so I know we're going to talk about the Kelsey Reed thing in a little bit, but his brother also already called him out on it. So we'll talk about that later. But the celebration thing to me, I love that the one brother stands up for the other brother. Like I love that they they show up mm-hmm. for each other. I think that's really cool to see. Because I love the way that you show up for your brother, which is, I think is also very cool. And so I, I just think that this is like, that's what it's supposed to be. And I got to spend time with my brother this weekend and it was cool to just be around my little brother. And like, we were, we hung out and we had a good time. It was my mom's birthday. And we just like kicked it and it was nice and it was fun. And we like, we're jibbing and jabbing and, you know, John, we're, you know, we're, yeah. we're John and it's fun. But then, you know, when you have a big moment, like you show up and you guys, there's no, there's no better celebration than that. Like you can't celebrate better than you can. It's the most pure kind of pride. Like everyone's like, oh, he's stealing his shot. Like, nah, man, that big brother is so proud of his little brother. Think of all the knucklehead shit you've seen a little brother do. He's watched his motherfucker do all of it. And then come Mm -hmm. through with a lady who he loves, who apparently loves him, and got this dub. Like, how could you not say, what's not to love? Like, it's just, I think it's tight as hell. Oh, yeah. Okay. Let's talk about it because I'm hiring shit just happens. We're talking right now during the parade in Kansas City. Got uh, Chris Jones saying, I'm coming back, which either made his agent really happy or really pissed off. Um, One or the other. (laughs) One or the other. Um, I want to ask you. There have been some staffing news because we, you and I talk about this. We talk about this. Spagnola will never get a head job again. They gave it a shot. It's not going to work. No, that's fine. Spagnuolo is very happy at being in DC and ruining your favorite quarterback's day. The quarterback you enjoy, he's Spagnuolo lives to ruin that motherfucker's day. Um, yeah, and he doesn't have to. Like, here's the the greatest thing about Spagnuolo being there is, like, one, it's not New York. Yep. Two, he doesn't have to do anything except draw plays and teach guys stuff. That's what he's good at. The purest. He doesn't music. do. He doesn't have to do interviews. He doesn't have to do anything. That's all he does. All You know what I do? I draw stuff. What is it? I drink and I know things. He draws stuff and it's, teaches defense. Yeah, that's it. I love it. So, Your life. I, I, um, I mean, yeah. Well, the other side, just as, just as Spags got his money and got his extension as he should have, Steve Wilkes. Was unceremoniously uh, 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 fired, yeah, by Kyle Shanahan on Wednesday. Um, on Tuesday, Shanahan said he expected his coaching staff to stay largely intact, um, but that they had conversations. And today, on a, a conference call, he said that he fired Steve Wilkes, and it just ended up not being the right fit. For those who don't remember, uh, Wilkes was hired last season after D'Amico Ryan's was hired by the Texans as their head coach. Should have won Coach of the Year. It went to Stefanski in Cleveland, but my opinion is my opinion. Felder. The fuck? Because as we just discussed, at the half, you had held Travis Kelsey to one yard, one catch. At the half, you had stymied, excuse me, this offense. At the half, mm-hmm. the reason the game was close was not the defense. No. I cannot stress it enough. It was not the defense. Why are we firing Steve Wilkes? Unless, let's just say this. Maybe it's not a personality fit. That's fine. But results-based, I can't see how you fire him. Here's what I'm going to say, man. Like, fuck this bullshit. If you hold the Chiefs to 25 points, you, you're not going nowhere. You're not going nowhere for me. You stay in here. And we're going to stay in yeah. on business. Because this is fuck like this team, 
this team can score 40 points a game. Like, this is not – like, this – I don't know, man. And this is an overtime 25. It's a damn shame. It's a damn it overtime 25. Overtime 25. 19 this regulation. Sucks. What are we doing? This sucks. I know Mahomes went for over 300. That's fine. I get it. I get it. Find me the guy who stops Mahomes. He better be holding a fucking pistol. Like, oh, he shouldn't yeah. give up 200 yards. And what are you talking about? He had extra – he had a – Full football game and then an extra quarter to get those 300 yards. Plus it up. You know what I love most intercept- about this game? Through an interception. The you second, sacked him three the times. The second Pacheco stopped, fumbled that ball, you know the leading rusher was for the Chiefs? Motherfucking Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes. And Seville yep. didn't get flustered by that. He stayed in the pocket and called against that. Yeah, I don't get it. I truly I – don't, I don't understand it. I think it's wrong. And he's a. I think he's a scapegoat for the shortcomings of – because, hey, man. Kyle, you're supposed to be a guru. You're supposed to be a guru. Genius. genius. Okay, we call it genius. We call it guru. They told me, they told me Kyle was a genius. I watched him trade a whole a... draft class away for a motherfucker who's backing up in in, in Dallas now. Yeah, I was going to say. He's I watched him openly whisper. admit, I don't know these rules. When he could have just lied. Like, Kyle, Kyle, Shit. you could have told us that you didn't know the rules or that you didn't communicate the rules. They'd have dragged that out of me on my deathbed. I'd have lied my ass. I'd, ugh, ugh, he worse That's than a, me. I'd be like, no, the plan was because Divas was tired. So I'd ask any fucking questions. No, like that, the thing for me, though, I think about all the time is uh, I'm sure your folks told you the same, the same thing, but like, hey, man, if you're stupid, just be stupid, but shut up. Because if you open your mouth, you mm-hmm. remove all doubt. Yeah. And like, I'm wonder. Maybe he's dumb. Maybe he's not. Mm-mm. Maybe he's not dumb. I don't know. He hasn't said nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He Kyle had 24 so, hours to ride that one too, because he came out a day later and was like, "Oh, by the way, that was on purpose." Like, nigga, what? But, bitch. Why would you? <laughs> I got it. Hey, I got it. This is a offensive lineman, uh, yeah, uh, celebration podcast space. Clear out for a second. Nick yes. Allegretti. Who started the Super Bowl in place of an All Pro Joe Thune uh-huh. atta- at guard? Excuse me, played all seventy nine snaps of that game uh-huh. despite suffering a torn UCL in his second quarter in his elbow. MRI revealed a full tear. This motherfucker went up against Hargrave and Armstead with a torn UCL all day in overtime, uh-huh. and did what he did. Yo, what does your UCL do? That's the that's this that's the ACL of your knee, dog. Of your elbow. That's what I'm, I'm asking, man. I don't fucking know. I'm not. I play defensive I back. I don't know I what it does. Do. I cannot imagine tearing my UCL and then like, oh, I'm gonna go play a football game. I can't imagine because like you put a you put the brace on. He had is to. That what, like is, he had is, to. Is that what Gronk is that what Gronk tore? Is that what Gronk tore? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now see that I need you to put it in ways I'll I'll understand. You're looking for skinny people uh, translations. There aren't always skinny people translations. Listen, Gronk's not Gronk's not skinny. <laughs> he's, a, he's a tweener. You had to move to the tweener space so you can understand our plot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, because like if I if this is if my if I can't move my arm like this, that's fine. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now block. <laughs> yeah, I'm not blocking. Oh, by the way, let me see. I, I there was one play. So if we're gonna if you get one, I get one too. 
Where's it at? There's no holding. Everyone's everyone's up in arms about while he looks. Everyone's up in arms about saying the Chiefs were holding. I do not believe offensive holding. None of that's happened. Next question. Um, was it McDuffie? Somebody had a long arm McDuffie, that was insane. Yo. McDuffie had a couple breaks and breakups, but I was like, Felder is having Felder's salivating watching this motherfucker play. Football. Yeah, I think it was if McDuffie. You know what a corner's job is. Go watch the Super Bowl and just watch McDuffie for four quarters. That's what the corner's job is. So I don't Good think folks God. understand. So there's like, so there's long arm with your respect when it comes to long arm. You're worried mm-hmm. of the defensive back getting up underneath you and pushing you back, walking you backwards. Yeah. But long arm from a defensive back standpoint is you can try to bat the ball down with your left hand. If you're moving to the sideline to the left, you can try to put your arm up to try to bat the ball down that way. Right. Or you can hug up and then you use your whole body, plus your yeah, arm, yeah. but you go all the way across. Because you get, yeah, you get your whole body plus your arm to bat the ball away. Right. And there was a great long arm in that game. I got it now. I got to go. And that's you know what? That's what I'm doing for tomorrow, baby. Because yeah, that was wild. Also, did you see that them was one where I literally paused the game during the game <laughs> to explain how hard that was to Susan? I was like, look, because old buddy had grabbed his near arm, so he couldn't near arm. So he yeah. had the near arm tucked, which should have been a call, but they weren't calling it. Whatever. That's OPI for the record. That is OPI. It is. He was forced to long arm it, and he long arm. He was forced to come all the way across. It stopped that but ball. But think about and this. Think about, During the game, I said, that's the hardest thing you'll ever see someone do. Go ahead. Think about how wide your shoulders are. Mm-hmm. So think about how long that is. You get so mm-hmm. much extra space. And my wife always laughs about it because my wife my wife is uh, by almost, almost two inches taller than me. And my wingspan is like three inches longer than hers. Because <laughs> you're a DB. <laughs> Yeah, because I got these shoulders. <laughs> I got these shoulders, so baby. Because you do get the extra length, but it's – I was trying to explain to Susan. Like, it's really hard to do, though, because you it's can't It's so look. much further for your arm to have to travel, and your eyes are not in a natural position. It was yeah, such hard. an impressive play. With a helmet on? pause the game because of a DB play is a huge deal. There we go. I love it. I love it. No, it just – it's it's hard. You can't see or look at – like, it's it's really hard. So, no, I, I dig that. Um. No, the other – let me see. The last thing um, – and then I, I do want to talk about this Travis Kelsey thing before we get out of here. Um, yeah. One, I love the – no, we don't have to talk about that. I thought they should have ran um, CMC more. I love that. And they, they ran Sucker in the first quarter. Sucker – I had never seen Sucker before. I was playing college football. So I'm playing okay. college football. This is 2004. We're getting ready to play uh, Miami. And Sucker – is a fake screen to the ball over the top, and Brock Purdy missed it. Yes. He missed it. He had his guy, and he missed it. But they ran sucker, and so we called it sucker because, like, you're the sucker, obviously. Like, it's not yeah. – it's, it's pretty – like, we're not – like, football players aren't clever. And so <laughs> – Ask all the player about an asshole round. Yeah. So we <laughs> pump, pumped it, pumped to this. Throw it over the top to Jesse Holly. Boom. Touchdown against Miami. They ran it. 49ers run it. It works. We've seen Oregon run it in college football. Everybody has this play in their playbook now. Right. And he missed it. And I was just like, man, that took me back. It took me back to when I got yelled at. Because by Tuesday, you've I've seen that play five times. Mm-hmm. I'm not falling for it. Mm-hmm. So I get 
cussed out by Gary Trankel because I keep covering the route. He's throwing his hat down. God damn it, Felder. What are you doing? The guy's never going to do that. <laughs> He's never going to do that. And so we get into, lo and behold, we get into the game. The guy doesn't do that. The guy bites. <laughs> Jesse's, Jesse's wide ass open. Touchdown. Six. Darren Durant hits it. Brock Purdy didn't hit it. Brock Purdy did not hit it on Sunday. Before I get into Travis and his coach, I want to say this. Yeah. I did not come around to Brock Purdy, but I, I, I have become much less critical. He did not play a okay. bad game. He played a good enough game. He hit the throw he's supposed to hit. His yeah. limitations are obvious. Like, I think sure. as long as you go into it, you don't have an idea of him as, like, this world beater. He's just a very good quarterback. He's a pretty good to very good quarterback yeah. who has limitations. That's fine. Yeah. What's the difference between him and Daniel Michael Jones? Jordan. He's just playing Mike. He's way better than Mike Daniel Jones. Okay. I thank think you. I think decision-making, all, all the – and the thing he's about Brock Purdy, I'm going to say this before – he's way better than Trey But before we, before we move on to the, the, the thing I do want to talk about, Brock yeah. Purdy has not had a full NFL offseason as a starter when he wasn't injured. This is yes. going to be a Being transformative yeah. offseason for him. Like, this could be a real – like, last season, he spent all offseason getting healthy and then had to come back Rehab. and get his fucking job back. He is coming back now as the established starter with no injury. Like, this could be a really good offseason for him yep. in that unit. And that's why I think the Steve Wilkes move is even more out, out, outrageous to me. Yeah, it like, doesn't make any there's sense. There's nothing to shake up here. You made, you made it to the Super Bowl, man. You made it to the Super Bowl. I can't. I can't. Um, let's talk Last about season, Buck Purdy was in the House. Big news, I think, out of the Super Bowl, people are making mm – -hmm. is this a big deal? Has this hit the – is this a – they addressed it on their podcast, so I guess it's a big deal. Travis Kelsey got upset on a sideline and yelled at his coach, and everyone's acting like it's the end of the goddamn world, and I get it. We've seen disproportionate coverage of these type of things. We got mad when Odell Beckham kicked a, uh, 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 a kicking net. I understand that not in a vacuum. It's, yes, you talk about it. In a vacuum, Felder, this is football people having a conversation. So – I got a couple of different things. My mom is always my barometer. Like she's she okay. keeps me in the words of Jimmy Buffett, she keeps me between the navigational beacons. And the Odell Beckham thing didn't bother me at all. Thought it was stupid. Like, why are you even getting upset? Who cares? Um yelling at a coach from a couple feet away doesn't bother me. You guys yell at each other. Nick Saban yelling at a player when he comes off the field. Doesn't bother me. You, if Nick Saban was to put hands on that player, that bothers me. That doesn't feel okay to me. Yeah. And Kelsey, yeah. he didn't put hands on that man, but he put his whole chest on him. He put his whole chest on him. And maybe it's different because you're a lineman. Maybe it's different. But in my mind, when you create, okay. when you initiate physical contact, it's, and here's the other part, and this is the thing that my this is the reason I brought up my mother. So Andy Reid, my mom is my mom just turned sixty. Don't put your mom. Hey, your mom's had a birthday. Yeah, she's old. Um, point is, Andy Reid is three years older than my mom, so Andy Reid's almost seventy. That's my point, right? Okay. Hang on, no, hang on. Let me get the calculator. I didn't do the math now. 20. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I was wrong. Okay, yes. Okay, sixty-three plus four. Andy Reid's sixty-seven years old, dog. Are gonna turn sixty-seven, bro? Can you imagine someone that is six-five, two? I don't know how old your parents are, but can you imagine someone that's six-five, two hundred sixty pounds, pushing up against your folks? Yo, in 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 on the street. That's all I'm not. thinking. In a, in, a, in a boardroom, of course not. In, in, in an office setting, of course not. This is a different kind of job. This it's is a different not a job. job. This is, I'm, a, this I'm, is a job I'm, where 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 we are operating not only to achieve a goal. We're operating at the highest of high emotions. We're operating. I totally agree. Totally agree. I just, that's what I said. I'm okay with the yelling. The yelling are not only, I are not only celebrated, but they're rewarded. And so, yeah. for me to say that this is that fine line on these heightened emotions, I have a problem saying, oh, reel it in here. Because those emotions, um, and it's also for me, this is different because they're both adults who are being remunerated for their services. The yes, power dynamic in college football makes it very icky for me when anyone gets touched. When we've got, if, and this also isn't a first-year coach and a first-year player. These are guys who have, an, who have a, a relationship. So, like, in a vacuum, you're right. For me, if Andy's not fucked with it, then I can't come in here and tell him he should. But I, I totally agree. I, I'm just saying yeah. I don't think this is the thing that he should have done. That's what I'm saying. It, you know what? You know what? He doesn't it's, think you he, know what? he went on his podcast. I'm not defending it. I'm not defending it because if he's not going to defend it, then why the hell would I? So sure. Travis Kelsey said on his podcast today he was wrong. He, was wrong. he should not have handled yeah. it that way. I agree. Right. But So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm right right now. I'm right. Yes. You're right. I know you're right. I'm just saying where my perspective from the moment it happened, when I, I did not realize it was a thing to the next day, and I was like, wait, y'all talking sure. about that? I didn't either. I never revisited it. Like, I didn't think that was, I didn't, someone said to me, obviously, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't think twice about it either. I didn't think twice about it. I had a person in my office who's a, a Bills fan. Why do you so think I had to call my mom about it? <laughs> well, she said, she said, uh, I didn't like the way Travis did this thing. I'm like, well, one, you're a Bills fan, so we know where you stand. But two, like that football and football, like that's a football type. It's like I, yeah. I have been, I have been yelled at by and yelled at coaches that at that yeah. close proximity. Yeah, I just think so, that, like the contact for me is the is the issue. Right. The that's, same that's, as that's, I don't I think that's the contact yelling. I don't I think care that's where about he apologized. I think that's where he backed off to. I think that's where he yeah. was like. I could have handled this better. And I appreciate the maturity. Like, that's a level of maturity yeah. that is probably greater than well, mine. Should be I, mature. I, I, He's fucking 35. We know a lot. Hold on. Let's let's take away from sports. Do you know any, any immature 35-year-olds? Because I sure as shit do. Yeah, me. I'm 39. <laughs> You're not irresponsible. You have a home. You have a child. You have a wife who loves you. I mean, I mean our friends who we look at like, damn. You ain't never. Oh, are you still doing the shit we did when we were twenty-two, huh? Like the, oh, that, yeah. that kind of. I know some of them. You know, know those too. Yeah. <laughs> Before yeah, I let you true. go to this wedding, I got to ask you this question. Um, yeah. The Michigan AD said uh, today on Valentine's Day that the, he does not expect Jim Harbaugh's departure to have a significant impact on the two open NCAA investigations in the potential rule of uh, 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 violations. Is this when the advising committee from the SEC and Big Ten tells them to put the pin down? Like, this is why you can't have them advising you. <laughs> like, I here's the thing. Like, what he here's what he should do. And this is the thing that I always thought about with Pete Carroll when he left to go to the Seahawks, right? Just say it was all my fault. Yeah. 
fall in the grenade, just, but they don't want the reputational hit. Just fucking say it's all your fault. And then nobody has to suffer for the sins of the father, right? In theory, yeah. Like that's what I like. Why wouldn't you why wouldn't you do that? He's not going back to because Michigan. you're an ego monster who coaches a football team. Yeah, but Jim, look, here's the thing. Jim Trestle took that heat. Jim Trestle wasn't a Jim, monster. Jim Trestle took that heat and he was like, This was if hey, on me. He got the no, the uh, what is it? The um it's not no show, the um where you can where you get a no no higher yeah, clause the show or whatever jobs. it is. Yeah, so, yes. He got that and he just he lived with it. And he's like, that's fine. I don't understand why these guys won't do that. Yes, you do, because it's their egos and they don't they want to coach again. Jim Trestle's never really gotten back to the big game because he took that hit. Sure, great, fine. He has a lot of money. Oh, look, you, you and I understanding it. I've been telling you why they don't do it. It's because they're ego monsters. Jim Harbaugh does not want his name associated with this. That's why he left. Yeah, and then if you're leaving, take the hit. I, they're going to give you. I'm going to give you the cause. I have morals. No fine. Like, take the cause. Guess what? Coaching the NFL for five years, and guess what? It's gone. First of all, no one's going to stand him for five years. Second of all, you and I agree with that because you and I aren't horrible people. We have morals and a backbone. They don't. Sure. That's how we I got here. Don't, I don't get it. Like, you cheated. That's fine. Everyone cheats. You got caught. That's the problem. The problem is you got caught. You're dumb. If you're a dumb person you're and you get it. caught, right. Listen, I'm from North Carolina. Like our whole, did you hear what I said it? North Carolina. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Okay? We're the home of NASCAR. Okay? Sure. These people are fucking setting up cars in different ways to try to, it's, it's called stock car racing. It should all be stock cars. Except somehow this car's way faster than the other car, even though they're the same make and model. How? Because you're cheating. That's I fine. Never thought about how, how the entire premise of stock car racing is predicated on cheating until right now. Yeah, it's called stock car racing. You get a stock Thunder, car. Please tell everyone where they can find more of this. Folks, check me out on uh, uh, itsfelder.substack.com. Uh, um, I don't know. I think we're going to do another College Sports Now this month, too, to talk about draft in, leading into the draft and talk about the transfer portal as well, which, by the way, you and I haven't had a chance to talk about. Um, I need to get you – you know what? Next week, when I don't have as much shit as I got going on now, next week you and me are going to be on my show on It's Felder, the sure. podcast. So. We're gonna do that, and um, we can do a double. We can do a bang bang, uh, one and two. And I'm just, I'm excited. Draft season's coming up. I'm probably gonna end up going to New York here soon. I'm going to Roanoke um, now. I should be in Roanoke right now. And um, pizza night. That's it. That's all I got for you, man. Man, thanks for coming on. Um, that's Michael Felder I'm here on Fridays. It's Felder. Uh, make sure. You Follow them everywhere. Uh, there are uh, we're here up against All Star Weekend, my favorite weekend of the year because it generally nice. meant that uh, my wrestling season was over. So I'll be back on Tuesday, talk All Star Weekend, talk about all the All Star Saturday night. Hopefully, the dunk contest is good. Please be good. All I care about the dunk contest being good and entertaining. Is that Saturday? Um, that's Saturday night. It's my favorite night of the year. Oh, I'll be home. Uh, I'll be home I for to, that. I used to, I used to go to state tournament 
We'd have the mm-hmm. stage finish Saturday. And I'd come home and I'd eat and I'd watch the All Star nice. Dunk Contest, and that was my Saturday nights in high That's school nice. wrestling. <laughs> that was That's good. it was the and it was also like so like high school wrestling. I'd be like I'd break up with a girl at the end of football season. Like I just you don't want to be around during wrestling. I'm miserable. Everything miserable. I hate everyone. And then I start being cool again, Roger Valentine's Day, which some would say uh, was well timed by me. I don't know. Hey, hey, this hey. is what it is. We didn't What's talk up? about uh, Ursher. Oh shit! Before we get out of here, yes, Ursher. We're men of a certain age. Our wives are women of a certain age. I know this was a big hit in my house. Um, yeah. How did the, the the festivities land in the Felder home? Well, we watched the game on two separate levels. <laughs> she's down. She's down. I'm up. Because she wants sound and I don't want sound. But I did turn the sound yeah. up for the Usher. But Usher, I mean, I thought he did his thing. She liked it. She really enjoyed it. Um, oh, I could hear her. She, I could hear her. She clapped, like, audibly clapped, like, during the thing. I could hear it from, when like, upstairs and downstairs. Not when the shirt came off. When, like, when it was, like, different songs. Like, yeah, and uh, my yeah. boo. Yeah, and the whole, yeah. And for me, man. I, I mean, I, I liked it. I, I mean, Ursher still got it. Though. I thought we were going to see Bieber is the only thing. I thought we were going to get to see Bieber. My only notes about this. Okay, I want to hear Will these. I am? Will I am? You a cocky mm-hmm. motherfucker come out here in a full face mask. I think I remember who you look, who you are. Yeah. I was like, did he see Kanye out here? I was like, who's under oh, the yeah. mask? What is this? I was very confused. Bro, um, he looked, he looked, that was the only time Will I am has looked worse than when he was in that Wolverine movie. And then oh, um, I, I really, Usher had really, on, really. Go ahead. Usher had on the um the full body pads like a like a mm-hmm. little kid's Halloween costume that comes with abs and pecs. I liked that. I liked. I liked. All, I liked. I liked. <laughs> no, I liked the, one, like the roller skating. I will say this: the roller skating was cool like to, as hell. If I had a time machine. I'd have moved this halftime show to Atlanta and letting mm-hmm. Vegas have Maroon 5. The fact that Maroon 5 was Atlanta's halftime show will never be forgiven by me. And the fact yeah. that it took Usher to have a Vegas residency for this to occur is yeah. horseshit. Server said he wanted the killers. Server said he wanted the killers for the Vegas halftime Cerber's show. Server's a very niche person. Yeah, I, that's what I try to say. I was like, the killers? Nobody going to know who this is. And like the they got like, two, I know two killer songs. Yeah, I know a thousand yeah. Usher songs. I I, I had lists. There are lists. They, <laughs> I was like, was my way the first song you played? Because you definitely hear my way before you hear anything else. But the last note I had about the Usher performance is a very important one. I got a last note too. I want to hear. You it. go first because mine's important. I'm gonna close the podcast with it. Okay, so let me go back. I'm go, I, here's here's me scrolling to my Twitter feed. From that day, <laughs> tracking down my thoughts on Usher, and here we go, and we're getting to the Usher, and this is the Usher. Carl Aptus is doing business, two hands on the football. Um, Edwards, another another great. Oh wow, another great Conley play in coverage on punts. Because oh, Conley. He, Conley, yeah, he downed that punt too. Mm-hmm. That dude, Damn I love dog, he, brother. They're amazing coverage from Conley set up and just put them down. I love that. Another an- Conley and Michael Hardman, two other players who were underused at Georgia and found success in the NFL. I I'm gonna say this right now. I I still think Michael should have played defense. Stop. What? He's good at all. 
It's fine. It worked out. It got winning touchdown in Super Bowl, baby. It worked out. I mean, it's fine. I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying, like, you know, who he reminds me of plays for the same team, even. Um, was it D'Anthony Thomas? Yeah. D'Anthony Thomas was the number one corner in the country. And he went to Oregon because they were like, we're going to let you touch the football. And he it was it worked out fine for him too, but I think they could have been yeah, way better. Give me the usher notes so I can let you go. Um, damn it, now I can't find him. Basically, I just said uh, when he played, you make me wanna. I was like, oh, this reminds me of like. No, not you make me wanna. When he played, you when they when you got it bad came on. I was like, oh man, I'm <laughs> in high school again, baby. <laughs> I've been in high school. I'm on my like my own. Like I had we had a separate phone line for the internet. Yeah, baby. And I was on the phone with my girlfriend, just like I hang up, then I call right back. All right, no, no. I'm not going to the listeners again. I will say this. This is the most important thing you need to know about the Usher. Um, <laughs> if you go back on on YouTube right now and rewatch the performance, they have audibly fixed Alicia Keys' first note. Oh wow! Did she mess up? They are changing history before your eyes. Is this they are AI lying thing? to you as they record it? This is important. Oh, wow. This is real life shit. Wow. They're changing history. We all watched. We all watched that motherfucker phone with that note. It was fine. It was hilarious. It was the spirit of Swiss Beats being like, "Not my wife." Now, if you go back and listen to it, you'd be like, "Oh, Alicia Keys sounds great," which no one should ever say out loud ever because Alicia Keys, well. She ain't got no stand, so I'm not scared like it would be about the other uh, off-kilter yeah, musical opinion I, I have. Yeah, I That's know. That's your I... show. There is no outro. We're going to have Felder on do the home and home next week. See you guys next week.